Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Nave, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Philip. Each podcast, we play through a cooperative experience and relay to you, the listener, if this game is the creme de la creme of co-op or something better off playing solo. Yes, we do have a special co-op partner in the studio, the co-op partner studio right here with us. I can almost reach out and touch him, but we actually have Victor joining us. What's up? <laughs> so, Victor, we're friends from school, right? From high school, yeah. It's been a while. From yeah. school, right? Yeah, school. school. <laughs> How long ago was high school? Almost 10 years for me, unfortunately. It's been like nine, yeah. eight years. That's a pretty long time. Yep, we're getting old. It feels great. Yeah. So now that you're a co-op partner, officially, you have to answer the co-op partner question. That's the litmus test, by the way. You have to go through the real awkward 10 minutes at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> the initiation. So, you like video games, right? I do, I do. I can't deny it. A little bit of a nerd. And you probably played them with other people, correct? Uh, a couple times, I think. Okay, so I honestly didn't know there was multiplayer before I met Philip. I was just playing. <laughs> God. So look back into your memories, and I want to tell you. I want. I'm not going to tell you. You're going to tell me. So what would be the most defining co-op experience of your whole life? Hmm. That's a good question. I think there's been quite a few. I mean, there's a, I've played Dead Space actually with Austin before. Or Nave, sorry. Yeah. Interchangeable. At the <laughs> yeah. And that was a really good, definitely that was a really good experience. I guess I've played plenty of like multiplayer games, not necessarily co-op, just co-op. But in general, I mean, I think probably Dead Space was one of my favorites just because there's a good story behind it. And, you know, you've played games with Nave. He's kind of fun to play with sometimes i'm just kidding all the time kind of. sometimes <laughs> and sometimes yeah it depends on the game <laughs> dead space 3 is an awesome game to play in co-op because i think we mentioned this before at some point you're both playing third person shooters but one person is going through like a psychological break and the other person's just a total normal sane guy <laughs> and so someone's seeing crazy shit all the time and i think that was me in our game wasn't it i think i think so and so i'd be like did you see that and then you'd be like what are you talking about slowly i'm getting more and more crazy and like i'm walking off in different directions and you're like where are you going come on <laughs> it's right here yeah and the game itself is like really it already gives you the whole creepy feel like something's gonna jump out at you so i'm sure your gameplay was a lot different than mine because i was kind of just chilling running around it was fun though i occasionally go back and i watch those videos recorded and they're really bad they but because they're completely unedited they're just raw footage thrown up i remember one particular time we were, I don't know if you remember this, but we were singing head, shoulders, knees, and toes. We were crouching up and down just being stupid. And as soon as we opened the door we're standing next to, a body falls down and we both just start screaming because we're just fucking around. I remember that was like one of the first times that like, I think that you started recording, at least when I was playing with you. And then it was like, you, you put like, you used to make videos and stuff. You've made videos of like League and Dead Space and then some, oh, Sven Co-op. That was funny. Too. Yeah, that's Sven Co-op. So. Oh, dude. I watched all of your Sven co-op playthroughs, and I, I thought it was so funny. Like, <laughs> I even thought, maybe we should put this on the list. That was a really good one. Just from watching your playthrough, I'm like, maybe we need to, we need to play this. <laughs> that the was like... Thing... Go on. Oh, I was just going to say, that was one, like, one of my favorite games to play to just like mess around with, because we had absolutely no idea how that game worked. 
as like opposed to Dead Space, we've played the previous games and then it was quite a like that one we just had no idea like what the mission like the objective of the game was like the action button like it was just a mess it was so much fun though that was what i was going to say we fundamentally didn't understand Sven co-op to the point where we picked the game and we accidentally somehow made it the maximum hardest bone crunching difficulty where you just instantly die if you're hit once and we just played like that forever before we realized when we quit at the end probably like three hours later that you could just make it way easier and just get through the game yeah i think somebody might have brought it up to us in the chat like in the chat of the game (laughs) oh yeah that's that is funny too because like it's a game that like not many people played too like uh, like the lobbies weren't as full but our server was open so like random people would join and we would just dive in chat and like try to become friends with them and then eventually like after because we played that game for like hours consecutively and then people would just like leave <laughs> after it would a long be sad time. every time yeah it was Very like sad. a sad story <laughs> all right nave so what have you been playing lately um not a whole lot besides i mean our next game i'm pretty sure is going to be destiny 2 spoilers so I've mostly just been playing that because it's very fun. I forgot about how fun that game was. And we've just been playing such, I don't want to say bad games, but Destiny 2 is just a caliber of game that is, oh, it feels so fluid and nice. You just want to run around and just shoot things and listen to a podcast or something. I just took a big chunk out of Mass Effect 3 the last two days, though. I just finished the Citadel DLC for Mass Effect 3, and I'm so peeved about it because it's, it's so bad. It's not good at all. <laughs> I it's like almost like new BioWare put a band-aid on Mass Effect 3. And when I'm lo- when you're thinking about the timelines, it's like yeah, this is actually a new BioWare timeline, but all of the characters are like really B-tier Marvel characters. Like every single consecutive line that everyone is saying is some kind of witty one-liner zingers just like a knee slapper you know what i mean like it's yeah. something that's like these the kids will think this is funny right it's like non-stop and there's humor in mass effect like tons of humor like usually dry humor because it's like a space opera but you get your whole squad and you're all fighting like everyone's screaming all the time arguing like the prothean who's the the space nazi basically he's like i'm on team prothean and i have more kills than all of you combined (laughs) it's like no one's in character anymore the more i looked into the dlc the more i was like okay maybe i'm taking this too seriously because this is a very serious game and so i think this dlc was made as like a fuck around moment you know what i mean i think it's supposed to be like a bow that goes hey look you did the serious thing you saved the universe now come back to our game and do this goofy almost like a 007 bad mission like not 007 like austin powers almost like that except austin powers is funny so this is like the baseball or the beach episode where everyone just kind of hangs out and does random stuff yeah it's well it's like that except the body snatchers came and they're trying to impersonate funny people they came and they switched bodies with all of your party members and they're trying to be funny but after you beat it you get a whole bunch of like side stuff and i started to do some of it and it's actually meaningful and awesome like it there's a lot of like things that get wrapped up like there's a character that dies i don't want to mention him but he's a really awesome assassin and you take care of his kid afterwards not really take care more like you go hey you're pretty cool and the kid leaves and you never see him again but he comes back and you do like a funeral procession for him and it's like actually really sad i'm like i don't like what am i doing now i'm sad 
there is some pretty awesome stuff, and I've only just done two of them. I think every character has a little wrap-up portion of a story arc that I may or may not have forgotten about at this point. And so I'm hoping to get more into that. I'm just glad that the DLC's over, because it was so bad going through it. I Really, that's what's been keeping me from beating Mass Effect 3 is I got stuck in that DLC and in that DLC specifically you can't leave once you're in it you have to finish the DLC before you can get back on the Normandy and get the fuck off the Citadel so I'm glad it's over so I can get back to the fucking fun kick-ass part of the game and uh rant over (laughs) nice nice well Victor uh besides League what have you been playing recently man honestly that's probably mostly what I've been playing is League uh I mean, I haven't had as much time as in the past to play uh, up until here lately. I kind of my time kind of freed up a little bit, but I mean, I mean, I'm excited to start playing more again. So we'll see what comes up next. Yeah, maybe we can do a retrospective on Dead Space or something uh, a little yeah. farther down the line. Oh, Dead Space. Um, I mean, we even have Borderlands too, which I forgot to mention. That's another game that we've definitely put in quite a oh, few. Oh, I hours. forgot. We fucking like got all the achievements in Borderlands 2, didn't we? Yeah, we went through all of it. I'm pretty sure. That's a journey. Yeah, yeah that me was... and me and Phillips still have to beat Borderlands 3. We neither of us have beaten that one. No, yeah, I, I beat Borderlands 3 by myself, very lonely. Oh. <laughs> I forgot but... I got you mistaken for the other Philip. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hate that guy. Yeah. Borderlands 3 was pretty good too. And then uh I the, I think the most recent cooperative game that i actually played was probably borderlands the pre-sequel which was like a year ago which was okay i mean it wasn't as good as i would say as like second and third yeah it's like it's like borderlands 2 is five guys burgers and fries and borderlands <laughs> pre-sequel is mcdonald's yeah honestly it's kind of how it felt it was like a force almost like a force story like they just didn't have anything else to kind of go on about and they just kind of mashed it in there but i mean it was still fine it was still fun and it still had the borderlands feel to it but I don't know. I played, I think he's a DLC character, but I played it with the Handsome Jack clone guy or whatever, imposter or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he constantly had unique dialogue. Everyone would be talking, they're like, what the fuck's Handsome Jack doing here? And he's like, ah, don't worry, it's not not Handsome Jack. Please don't kill me. (laughs) I didn't even know that was a character. Yeah, I might have made that up. That might have been a fever dream. No, I think they do have the character. They have a couple. I'm pretty sure you can play with like Claptrap, and but I don't think Claptrap is like an additional like a DLC character. I think it's just like a regular character. But I mean, it's it's a good game though. I'd still play it again. It's fun. Well, Philip, what about you, man? What have you been playing? Uh, besides Destiny Two and other stuff we've tried to play for the pod, the only thing I've played is Sonic Mania, which is the throwback, like kind of like almost fan version of Sonic. Like, it was originally made by, like, a team that made Sonic fan games. It was then conscripted by Sega to make an actual Sonic game. And it's, like, old, I don't even know how many bits it is, like, 16-bit graphics, 1632, somewhere around there. But what gets me is Sonic is, like, a weird thing for me, where I only played Sonic 1 through 3 on, like, an old computer that my dad gave me. And then I didn't play Sonic again until I was 15 years old. And I played Sonic 2008 or 2009, whatever it was. 2006. 2006, that was it. I don't even know how old I was in 2006. But that game was bad. And I'm like, 3D Sonic is bad. I'm just not going to play any Sonic game again. And then I turned like 20. And I played Sonic Battle 2 Championship Edition or whatever it's called. The 3D one that's like really good. Sonic Adventure Battle 2. Yeah, that's it. Sonic Adventure Battle 2. That one was so good. I was like, oh my god. Sonic games can be good because I love the first three, which were all 
side scrollers. And then this 3D one was great. I'm like, maybe Sonic's good. And then this Mania one, I finally got it whenever it was like free on Epic Store. So they were just giving it away. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. And it's good. Like I've only played maybe like an hour or two of it, but it has all the magic of the first three without the clunky kind of like extra difficulty quarter crunching that the, the other ones kind of have because I was never good at the Sonic games. But this one, yeah. I don't know if they just babied it down for the new generation, me. And but <laughs> I was able to clear like the first three worlds without getting hit once. And I'm like, this is actually fun. Just going really fast all the time. Dude, really, it is. I remember as a kid, I played... I hate Sonic, by the way. I just almost... All the games... The only ones I ever really liked are the Adventure Battle. And really, it was more the Chow Garden. Like, yeah. that you could take care of the little blue things. I remember as a kid, my dad brought me a Sega. And he was like, look at this. This is so cool, right? And I played a little Sonic. And I was like, I fucking hate this. I want to play Mario. Yeah. I, had, I had Super Mario World at the time. You know? And so, what my dad did... I don't know if I ever brought this up. But he would always take my game console and all the games and shit and sell it and just get me another console with that money. So I would just lose my console at some point and I would never, I would be like, oh, it's gone now. And then I would have a Sega and I'd be like, whatever. I had the Sega and I'd play, I remember the three buttons, the huge buttons. And I'm like, yeah. I fucking hate this. <laughs> this is not Super Mario World. This is a Super Nintendo. Mario World is so good. Because I think we had beaten, me and him had together had beaten Super Mario World like three or four times at that point. And he was probably just bored of Super Mario World and wanted something different. But um, that's it. Like, ever since then, I fucking had a negative impression. What about you, Victor? Are you a Sonic fan? Oh, Sonic was great. I mean, I haven't, I won't say I like played a lot of Sonic, but I think, so when I was growing up, I had a Super Nintendo and I had one of the Sonic games and I can't remember what it's called, but I think... I mean, you just, it's like a platform game slash, you know, go through stages and stuff. And I can't remember which one, but it was like super fun back then. And that's about as far as I have for Sonic. So like, I guess I'm like, don't have a huge opinion on it, but I do like it. I mean, from what I've played. So you probably like Mania then because it's made by a bunch of fans. Really, it's just supposed to emulate the old Sonic, like how it used to be. I mean, it's probably really good then. I mean, actually, I take that back. I did play one that like you beat bosses and stuff like that too at the end which is i think it's like the most famous one i just don't know any of the titles for the sonic games for some reason yeah because all the titles are insane <laughs> like there's like sonic ultimate sonic colors sonic the hedgehog sonic <laughs> um was it well just sonic adventure battle 2 what's the one with the werewolf is that a goofy oh. name oh oh god what was that sonic one? turns into a werewolf yeah werewolf sonic <laughs> as if that's what the that's yeah. what the series needed as the fucking <laughs> revitalizer. <laughs> I've actually never heard of that. That sounds it's interesting. <laughs> I heard it's bad. I heard it's like <laughs> the frame rate doesn't even go over like eight whenever you transform because I don't know. It's just not optimized apparently. It looks like you're playing on a slideshow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite. What are we right, talking about? So, <laughs> that about covers the games we've been playing. So you guys got anything interesting going on you want to share? Well, I have something to share. So I'm currently in a hotel because I'm being retrained, right? Yep. I'm here for four months. As far as amenities go, they give me a tiny hotel-sized coffee maker. And that's it. And, oh, I have a microwave, too. Yeah, can't forget the microwave. He's been my buddy for a couple months now. <laughs> Do you ever use still the have... coffee maker to make ramen? No, because I got a, a water boiler. You know, like a little water hot kettle thing. 
And I also have my own coffee maker. Isn't that just be- a coffee maker? No, <laughs> because it bo- you don't put coffee in the water boiler. You crazy? Yeah, but you can run the coffee machine without a fil- without coffee in it, and it just shoots hot. It shoots really hot water out. You're not understanding me. Moving on. <laughs> so yeah, now I also have an electric skillet for frying the meats because I eat meat. Sorry, <laughs> vegetarians. <laughs> Actually, if you're a vegetarian, turn the podcast off. I don't want you listening. <laughs> What about vegans? They're they're cool, I guess. They go the extra mile. <laughs> it's like horseshoe theory. It's like yeah. curving back around to their cool it again. Like All or nothing. Ground. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so you eat eggs? Slap it onto the ground. <laughs> no milk for you. No cheese. <laughs> oh crap! Shadow Shadow's vegetarian. Oh well. Anyways, so I just kind of left my hot plate out one day, and I go to class, and I come back, and first off, oh actually another thing, I'm living in this room. I've been rearranging the furniture basically to fit my comfort because their crappy computer desk hurts. Like not the desk, the the chair hurts my butt. The desk doesn't do anything to my butt. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You do with the desk, bro. So I moved the desk closer to the bed so I can sit on the cushy bed and still, you know, have my computer. Nice. Right. Well, I come back and I find two different notes left behind for me. One in like my kitchen that says, basically you're not allowed to have appliances and if these items are found, they will be removed and locked up until you check out. And I'm like, these guys are going to steal my coffee maker and my skillet and my hot pot. And I'm like, that's messed up. I'm so mad. Ugh. And I walk into the bedroom and there's another note on the bed that says guests will not rearrange furniture because then the cleaning crew can't come in and clean the room. And I'm like, I didn't want the cleaning crew to come in. Like, I clean up my own messes. I don't know what the clean like. And then that's just it is. In my previous time, they're like, hey, we need to come in and clean your room. And I'm like, I put up the do not disturb sign. I don't want you cleaning my room. And they're like, well, it's policy that I have to come in and change your bedding once a week at least. They need to make sure you don't have any dead bodies. Yeah, I guess. And I'm like, I wash my own towels. Like, I have my own towels. Like, I do all my own laundry because they have a laundry room. I don't need you to come in and change my stuff once a week. I don't know who's washing their sheets once a week. but. It's a bit extreme, I think. You guys don't do that? Really dirty bed. You guys have sheets? Yeah, oh my you guys God. have sheets? You guys have a bed? Interesting. <laughs> you know what this sounds like to me? It sounds... Because you're in the military, right? It yeah. sounds like... It's like the equivalent of how the Spartans would just kick their uh, little warriors out into the cold forest and just be like, survive. <laughs> but, but it's in a hotel? Yeah, you can't do that in the modern days. So they put you in the hotel and they say, no skill. They're like, no humanities. <laughs> No coffee maker, no skillet, survive. And I'm you like, live. I guess I'm only eating microwave food from now Fucking on. Fucking Halo Reach, survive. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, but that, that was my little angry rant. Victor, you got anything to add? You have a good week? Uh, Yes. So, I mean, like I was saying, this week kind of freed up because I have a break because I'm kind of transitioning right now in school. Uh, we're switching from like a book study part to like more of like clinic, like seeing patients and stuff. So I'm going to start doing it next week. So I'm kind of excited about that. You're ruining the negative vibe of this show. <laughs> yeah, both of us have been sure. complaining so far. Hey, no HIPAA. Oh, wait, wait. But no uh, what is the most messed up patient you've had so far? So funny thing is that that's the thing. So like we haven't seen almost any patients at all. So because they like make us like study for two years and we learn all these like super like rare diseases that we'll never see in our lives. <laughs> of course. And then like 
we go in and it's just like most patients are probably just going to have, you know, hypertension, diabetes, things that are more common. And we're not going to see like any of these things that we studied for like the last two years almost. But they want you to be like in in house. Is that what it's called? Or bones where you're like, (laughs) this is the bubonic plague. It's been extinct for 99 years to this day. Which, by the way, it's not extinct, dude. It's disgusting, bro. Some people, some college kids got it from gophers, bro. <laughs> Dude, Those poor listen, gophers. Listen to the last podcast on the left, man. They've been talking about it. I've been listen. I can't listen to it. I listened it. The newest one, I think it's called the Horny Pope or something. I don't know what it's about because I can't get through the first five minutes of it because I'm like, this is so disgusting. I can't listen to it anymore. There's yeah. something about bladder, like when they're like, and then the bladder, the blood starts congealing, and then you piss blood, and it's awful. It's brown. I'm like, I can't listen to this anymore. Something's it freaks me out. You talk about anything else, probably. <laughs> but for some reason, peeing makes me scared. Speaking of terrible diseases, so, Victor, do you have a favorite disease yet? Is it like Pokemon where everyone has one they specialize in? <laughs> no, uh, I think I think a lot of them are cool. That's one of I'm my favorites. I'm actually the but... bunion specialist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my Be like, I have a colleague that I met in school. And he's really into HIV. You know, <laughs> like, he knows all about it. Well, it is, it is actually interesting that there's actually HIV clinics here, and I'm actually yeah. going to have to go to one of them and help out and rotate and stuff like that. But I was going to add to the whole bubonic plague thing. That is true that, that it's still around for sure. And it's like usually like by rodents, which is what you mentioned. And But luckily, like now it's like we know how to treat it. It's like super simple antibiotics. So it's like not a big yeah. deal anymore. Like all those but, people died, but they were it's because they just didn't go to the hospital until like two days before they died. You got to eat that moldy bread. Yeah, well, nowadays it's like that. But back then, it's because, like, penicillin and stuff like that wasn't inv- invented until they did find out what it was. And then yeah, first- apparently, like, when they were pissing blood, it was the doctors were like, oh, that's just because you got too much blood. <laughs> yeah, we got to let the blood out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, stop that talking is- about it, please. And now <laughs> I'm is- freaking out in, in real life, in real time. Yeah. They used to think, like, that, like, back in uh, medicine, like, old medicine is, like, that like your body had different liquids right and then it was like like you said if there's red liquid it's like it was almost like your zodiac signs you know like they're like yeah. if, if you have more red liquids like you're very leadership and saint, like you're very vibrant or something it's like I don't you gotta know get your humors part. checked that's exactly your, right humors yeah that's like your they cranium it. bumps you gotta have yeah. them like, red i know no and one if, can see because this is an audio podcast but i'm like cringing into my fucking torso right now i can't handle then, it one of the most interesting stories that I've read from like the past is like, so like when they found that somebody had like some kind of like mental condition or they, they thought they were like possessed or something. One of their top treatments was to like, I'm going to go to beer. I'm fucking done with this. <laughs> put, a hole, put a hole in their skull to like release, to <laughs> release like the demons and stuff like that. And I was like, well, technically that will cure the person. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, he doesn't have cancer anymore. A hundred percent. Hundred percent cure rate. <laughs> What's the treatment called where they stick the needle through the eye, like the um, the little crevice next to the eye? Lobotomy. And you, yeah, and you separate the ba- the brain halves or whatever. So Lobotomy. it's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it no. is. It's like hemi, it's hemi, hemi something ectomy or something like that when they like separate it. I, mean, I just, don't, I mean, that's like a more of a neurology thing. So nice. But... <laughs> All right. So now that we we're talking about uh, toxic body humors. I think that's about time for us to move into our game. But first, we're going to take a quick break. And we're back. So this week, 
we bring in our specialist co-op partner, Victor, to talk to us about League of Legends from Riot Games. Now, there's a disclaimer right at the beginning. Now, I know in episode one, we completely wrote this game off. But I'm as as I'm sure you're aware if you've been listening, I I'm we make up the rules and this yeah. rule's gone now for this episode. We we're playing a competitive game that is very cooperative inherently. Mm-hmm. So um we're not exactly breaking the rules, but we did specifically write this game off, probably for my mental health. And but we're here we are, we're playing it again. So, Victor, when did you start playing League of Legends? So when I started playing League of Legends, it was probably many years ago when I first tried to play it. It was actually whenever you introduced me to it, and I just did not have the patience. Like, at first, like, I remember giving up after a couple of weeks. I was like, I just don't understand it. I can't get it. Which, to be fair, like, I don't know. I've always played, like, first-person, third-person shooters and things like that. So, like, playing League, like, with actual strategy was, like... I don't know, it was like a different pace for me, and I wasn't like interested in it at first, especially because you just get absolutely destroyed when you yeah. first play the game. Like, every game, you just get wrecked. Yeah, the skill oh. curve for this game is steep, steep at the beginning. Definitely. So, Victor, what I wanted to ask you is, first, what character do you remember being released? Like, what was the newest character whenever you started playing? Uh, that's actually a really cool question for League, because it kind of sets like where you started playing. I think when I very first started playing was whenever Talia was released. The little nice. old rock thrower. Yeah, the rock surfer. Is that who was on the splash screen at the beginning? Yeah. Whenever you would log in? Yep. Many years ago. Do you remember that, Tov? Was it still uh, doing yeah, that? Yeah, I remember my character. Like the first one. What was yours? What was y'all's? It was downright Darius. And I remember like he was released. And he was so overpowered in the beginning. He still is. Because I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this guy is bonkers. I cannot play this game. Because we had started playing. I saw this new character. My friend Shadow, he, like, Shadow Shadow, I guess. <laughs> he was like, hey, you have to play this game. There's this new character. He's super crazy broken. He can just instant kill anybody with his special ultimate where he cuts them right down the middle. And I'm like, that sounds cool. I'm going to play Time Wizard ADC. <laughs> and Time Wizard ADC is bad. Yeah, especially when you don't know how to play. The way I started playing was you and Shadow and Caleb and someone, another person. Who was it? Was it Hippid Donkey? Yeah, it was probably Donks. Uh, wow. You guys all roped me in because I happened to be the sorry schmuck who was a fifth guy that was randomly there. And you guys, none of you guys wanted to play jungle. So, which Victor, I'm sure I've told you the story already, but that's how I learned how to play League. Was they just sat my sorry ass as fiddlesticks in the jungle. And they said, don't leave until you know how to play the game. And I said, okay, I'll just be in the jungle. I would play Fiddlestick. Well, I remember the first character I wanted to play, which is a good question for you guys, too. I wanted to play Trendomir because the way that William described him to me made him seem like God's gift to League of Legends. And that is not a character you play when you first start playing this fucking game. That game, that character is has a very high skill cap because it's a character where he doesn't die. That's what his ultimate ability is. All of the characters in League of Legends have four activated abilities and they have a passive ability, but they all have one ultimate out of the four. And Trindamir doesn't that, die. That sounds awesome. So I'm like, what? I don't want to not die. Or I do want to not die. Double <laughs> negative. It's tricky. So yeah, it was a terrible character for me to play. I played Fiddlesticks because they were like, maybe you need to be away from them so that you're not melee combat range. But eventually I switched over to Singed. And uh, Singed was my boy for a while before I discovered Mundo. 
what about you, Victor? Uh, who was the very? Do you remember the very first character you tried to play? The very first character I tried to play, I think it was like somebody like either Annie or Nasus, because I actually did have some good guidance. So like, they're like, "Hey, these are like low skill cap." But to this day, I still suck as Nasus, so it's whatever. But oh, nasty! Because it was it was me that was helping you when you first started, right? Yeah. So I was, I think what I because th- that is a, a low skill cap character, but it, you have to have a specific mindset for oh, like for sure. a character like Nasus. And so I it's really like. A... You scatter shot a bunch of champions at the new player until they go. I kind of like this one, and then you're like, "There you go." Yeah, you got to figure out what hits. And uh, but as far as like the one that actually stuck, that actually has a really high skill cap, at least in my opinion, and it's like my main for sure. As of right, even to this day, is probably Nar. I just I don't know. I like playing with him a lot. It's really fun. So. Oh, Nargata! <laughs> I just love like switching like midway, and like people usually don't expect it as much, or ex- at least they don't expect how much damage. Nar is kind of like a character. He's like a tiny little chipmunk guy. They're called Yordles, but uh, he he's like what is Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, where you become a huge he becomes a huge scary man. Yeah, he hulks out. Well, or the Hulk is better because I don't think Doctor Jekyll. I don't think Mister Hyde's a bigger Doctor Jekyll. I think he's just a scarier Doctor Jekyll. But yeah, so he's more like the Hulk. He hulks out, and then and his abilities change. Me and Philip were playing ARM, preparing for this, and there was a Nar on the enemy team. And I was ta- I was just talking about. I was like, this makes me wish Victor was in here because every time he sees another Nar player, he's always talking shit. And just <laughs> as that happened, that Nar absolutely touched us with his ultimate, <laughs> like got us all against the wall and killed Five us. And I was, all I could do is just go. That was a good Altmar <laughs> in all chat. That was, that was good. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely me. If somebody else plays Nar, I just immediately have to talk trash just to like <laughs> make sure I got a certain Nar dominance. You know? Yeah. That's the opposite for me. It's like, oh, you missed another boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you touch my boomerang? <laughs> Which a lot of people in ARAM have caught on to the little trick of throwing your boomerang the opposite direction down the ARAM lane and then having it come back really far. It, like purposefully missing it yeah but um that's opposite for me because in league i'm one of those smooth brain people whose username is named after a champion in the game so my favorite character in the game is zach who's like nar he's a very dumb stupid champion like a, a comic relief kind of character and so my name is Zactical nuke and when people usually do pick up on this in game so when zach is popular people are picking zach people will be like oh look this guy knows how to play zach and i'll immediately demolish i'll be like zach's a terrible champion this is why are you even playing that like this is so dumb like why would you zach is bad zach's bad why were you doing that yesterday <laughs> yeah when someone got him in arim and wouldn't give him to me <laughs> you yeah. know it's like mine it's like darius platinum smurf and you don't give him darius in arim. yeah just asking for it. Who hasn't answered? Philip, you haven't answered, right? Yes. Do you remember the very first champion you tried to play? Well, like you said with the scatter shot, I remember starting out and I instantly had characters that called out to me, being Time Wizard and Tarek. Those are the two ones speaking to me. Fucking pink Tarek. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, Bye. all right, I, I want to do this, but I also want to get kills. So I was going ADC Tarek, ADC Time Wizard, and I'm like, it's not working. It's not working. <laughs> And I'm like, obviously, I need to just play the best ADC. So I picked up Caitlyn, who had the like the longest shooting range. She had an ult that couldn't miss. And this was before they had 
any wall abilities. This was before Braum. This was before Yasuo. There were no Jarvin. blocks. Yeah, like the only thing that could block was like wait, Anivia. Yeah, but you can shoot through her wall. What? Yeah, her wall doesn't block projectiles. That's oh, fact. oh, wait. I thought you were talking about for escape wise. Nah. And so I was like, obviously, Caitlyn is overpowered. She was like the first champ I bought for 6,300. And I'm like, this is it. This doesn't get any better. Yeah, Caitlyn is fun. I like flanking. By Time Wizard, I'm guessing you mean Zillion, right? <laughs> yeah, Zillion, not Young okay. Time Wizard, which came <laughs> out, you know, four years later. That's kind of different for me because did you pick your characters based? Because I was I was definitely pushing mechanically characters onto you, but did you pick Nar because you saw him and you were like this character speaks to me before you even played him? It was that, or did you like? I was gonna oh. say it's definitely the the aesthetics for sure. I was just like that's so cool this yeah. little guy, and then all of a sudden he's just this big guy, and like I don't know. And I think I've watched like obviously just like every other pool that plays league. I've watched some like professional gameplay, and it was like this guy just like did this amazing outplays and i'm just like oh my god i'm gonna do that i'm gonna yeah, play and so good it's like this is gonna be me which obviously never works out that way but it still is fun i and i kind of hooked in it i was gonna say something earlier about the Tarek that you mentioned playing Tarek, yeah. and uh it's actually playing with uh we were me and uh nave i don't think philip has met him yet but we were playing with one of my friends uh mad hatter and he like suggested that I was like, because I like to play top, obviously, as we play, say that at NAR is my main. But uh, he suggested for me to play Tarek, and I was like, whatever, it's not going to work. And it's actually surprisingly busted. It's like really strong. So if you ever want to play Tarek again top or like try it out. Yeah, I miss old Tarek, though. Back when he couldn't miss his stun, it was just point and click. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now it's a little different for sure. You missed the game last night where uh, we were playing with your wife. Uh, clip that we were playing league with your wife <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, uh, jana loves league yeah but uh, so shout she out had, to jana i think she was like playing one more game before bed and so the game we ended up playing i was i was a little upset with but i was playing zach and he was playing Tarek, and he was like no, no, no just, it'll be fine it'll be fine i'm just gonna put my thing on you and well and you just jump in and we'll all be crazy strong and stuff well it didn't work we lost but it was a very oh, fun no. game like, it, there were some real dumb things happening. Like, because uh, I am a Zach main, and even after all of, even after, like, being gone for half of a year, I have very intense muscle memory. We'll get into it when we start talking about mechanics and everything, because I want to talk about the flow state again. Like, uh, bringing back to our third episode, I want to bring the flow state back up, because I do feel that when I'm playing this. Um, That's it. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I want to bring it back to what you guys were talking about. How, because you guys were saying that when you picked your mains for the first time, it was specifically because those characters spoke to you. I was the complete opposite for a very long time, where my main I ended up settling on. I know I said I played Singed a lot and I loved him, but my main, as Philip will remember, was a Moomoo. I yep. played a Moomoo for maybe two years straight. That's all I did was play a Moomoo jungle. I never did anything else. And if a Moomoo got picked or banned, I would play Dr. Mundo and feed. <laughs> like, it'd just be sad. But um, a Moo it wasn't a Moomoo's aesthetic because he's like a he's a child mummy. And his his abilities are literally he's crying and his tears are so sad that they hurt you when you step on them. He's like crying puddles underneath him. And when you step on his tears, they hurt you real bad. And he like throws a tantrum and scratches everyone around him and stuff. And he he throws a, a bandage and he wraps you up, like making you a mummy for a second. 
And I did not give a shit about this character aesthetically. I didn't oh. care about the lore. I didn't care about anything. Poor Mubu. But I loved his playstyle. I was like, I can jump in the middle of the fight. I can tell one person, you're not playing League anymore. Turn your computer off. Like, <laughs> you're stuck here in my arena. And that was the most fun shit that I could possibly do because I was obviously, like, the least skilled of the entire playgroup debatably so because i because for the longest time i was playing with you five guys and maybe one or two people would interchange but i would just always be stuck in the jungles and nobody wanted to do it and so which i was totally fine with after about a year which sounds bad after you got bullied into it <laughs> after 365 days of this i actually started liking it so oh no uh that's when zach came along when i saw zach i remember when zach was revealed i was like okay i'm not gonna i've seen many a champ come and go i'm not gonna get super super excited for this but this guy looks like he's there for his people all right <laughs> he can jump this guy okay so zach think about i don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the movie flubber yes but um he, he's literally flubber he's like just a big goo man he's giant green he's one of the few champions who like aesthetically changes as the game goes on uh, not really as time goes on but as your health depletes zach literally becomes smaller like, his hitbox becomes smaller, he shrinks, because his blobs are falling off of him. Like, you're literally chunking him away, like, pieces of him are flying everywhere. It's it's so enjoyable, because when you have, like, 5-10% health, you are a tiny little tiny man, and his voice pitches up as well. So he's like, uh, what does he say? Uh, I, oh no, I can't remember a single Zach quote all the time. I know, I know, I know, I know one. He goes... What? Mama always told me I was big for my age or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and then he would be like, Mama always told me I was big for my age. <laughs> <Every time. laughs> but uh, it's 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 such an awesome character. And as soon as I got my hands on him and I started playing him, he has an ability where he literally, he like he makes his arms like elastic bands. He slams them into the ground and he slingshots himself from the fucking moon. Like, you go so far. Yeah, the distance is almost broken far it's to the point where even to this day this character is like four or five years old maybe and like to this day people still do not expect the angles at which this guy can jump into the fight from and he's a tank he does exactly all the stuff that a mumu does only he does it from a further distance away and he's funny so like yeah a mumu is not funny it's my character this is my guy I found it. Yeah, Amumu is is funny. Ironically, Zach is wholeheartedly charming and funny. <laughs> like he turns into a bubble and bounces around as his ultimate. I didn't find my sole partner character until a long time into my league uh, league career, you could say. But yeah, if I were to step in here, you talk about finding your sole partner in Zach going from Mumu. I feel like that really kind of dives into me also symbolically, not symbolically your metaphorical yeah whatever. as a I don't know almost about. like mirror image but different <laughs> like so <laughs> i'm just going for it like my character my big boy that i when i pick this character i want to win is misfortune because i believe she is bonkers broken and i can just walk in there i can shoot up everyone i run super fast i have an ult that just clears a room and anytime i'm playing with you or like especially when i'm playing with Jana, because Jana will usually be my support She'll be one of the tanks like you're describing. She'll be the Nautilus. And she'll go in there and she'll ult the whole room and just knock everyone up and I'll ult and I'll get all the kills. Or when me and you were playing together, climbing ranked, like you would always play a Mumu. Or when you got Zach, you start playing Zach. Yeah. And it would just be like, 
all right, Nave, my ult is up. And then you'd be like, all right, hold on. And then I just hear, and like a bandage rat would come out of the trees. He goes, yeah. (laughs) It just like grabs on. And then instantly my character just goes, "Ah, just like this really annoying laugh and just covers the area with a spray of bullets. He's killing everything. We would play ranked and we would always bully your support and like play Leona. Yeah. <laughs> play Thresh. Like play someone who can lock them down. And I swear we will win this game. I feel like maybe that part is the part of uh, Austin that rubbed off on me when he was trying to like teach me how to play. Because like to this day, nine times out of ten, except with a few, very few exceptions, I only play like tanks that have like hard CC. Cause like, I remember learning how to play and he was always like, no, 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 pick this guy. This guy has like CC, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh yeah, that one's fine because it has okay CC, but you have to hit it or whatever. And it's like, now I like to play like characters, even on the jungle, my go-to is a Mumu and is Zach too. It's like all those parts of like Austin, like definitely rubbed off. And you can tell whenever you see me play like tanks all the time, constantly. <laughs> CC, by the way, is a crowd control. It just means like stopping the opponent from doing uh what they want to do. Like usually by stunning them or freezing them or something. Yeah, so they just can't do any movements for like two seconds straight. Really, the annoying. main thing I would I remember this exact less because this is always what I told everybody. I was like, if you are playing a character with no crowd control and you're getting you're falling behind, like if you're playing Ringar and you get killed two times early you are probably useless for the rest of the game. There needs to be a miracle. You really have to turn it around in order to become useful to your team again. But you can die 50 times as a Mumu and still stun this shit out of everyone in every team fight so that the Philip or the uh, the Philip, the misfortune, yes. <laughs> you know, the, the very strong champion Philip, misfortune nar or uh, darius or whoever anyone is playing can walk up and just bonk them right on the head and kill them instantly you know because they can't move or attack or fight back like that's the way to go in my eyes and i I was gonna say i think you're probably the only one but i think almost everyone that i taught how to play this game took that lesson away because even if they play squishy champions they play the squishy champions the fcc like sona and stuff like madeline plays she's a sona main and well, she plays Sona and Leona, but as far as squishy characters, she loves Sona so much, especially because of that ult. That ult just changes games. You get a, you get an enormous dopamine rush whenever you land a stun that hits two or three people. Let me tell you, I've never screamed louder in my life when I'm playing Zach and I jump in and hit all five people with a knockup. Like, I will scream like it sounds like I'm fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs up here, man. I'm surprised the cops haven't been called like for a welfare check, man. I will scream like I'm being stabbed because I am so hype about landing my stun. I don't even care if we lose the team fight. I'm so pleased with myself. Have you guys uh, ever heard uh, the famous sound of the Zactical Nuke? The, the sirens going off. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so the, the, my name is a play on the phrase tactical nuke, and the sirens he's referred to are from Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, Call of Duty 4, uh, <laughs> where if you got like a 25 uh, kill streak, you would get a kill streak that just ended the game called the tactical nuke. That just, it just, it went, and then everyone just puts their controllers down and goes and gets a soda because the game is the very sad you can do yeah it just kills everybody and then whoever got it wins um 
which we're starting to get pretty crunchy here. I think we should touch back and maybe talk a little bit about the development of this game or just Riot in general. Because Riot is a very socially involved company as far as League of Legends goes. Because this game is literally all about the community. And I mean that in a negative way and positive way, I guess. So let's take a quick break. So, League of Legends was released back in 2009 by Riot... Riot? Rito? Riot Games? Yes. After hiring old Steve Gwinsofeek? Gensu. Who was one of the... Gwinso? A Gensu Rageblade, isn't that? Yeah, the Rageblade. Yeah. And he was one of the early developers on Dota. But Dota? You guys know what Dota is? The it's... smart boy version of League. Oh yeah, what does Dota stand for? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, guess. me. Either. You gotta guess now. This is it. This is you gotta guess now. Just uh, say words. Doritos. Digital online team. I can't think of anything with a <laughs> attack. 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 There you go. Yes, attack. digital online team attack. Actually, there you go. That's <laughs> a digital online team attack all stars, which was actually a spinoff from. Do you know where it came from? Wait, is it really digital online? Do you, are you just... No, it's not. Okay, no. it's like digital. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Defense of the Ancients. Defense of the Ancients. Oh, okay. That makes so much more sense. Okay, but Dota is a spinoff of what game? Well, it's a it's a mod of, of Warcraft. Yeah, it all comes back to Warcraft. It's always a mod. This is episode four where we come back from a Warcraft mod. Spinoff of League of Legends because I definitely came out first. <laughs> oh my god. League of Legends has been out since yeah. 2001. So it is 100% majority owned by the Tencent Corporation. Originally it wasn't, but they ended up getting bought out over the years. Do you guys know anything about Tencent? That communist change. They own so much crap. They are the distributors for Fortnite in all of China. So they are big name video game distribution business. Yeah, that is the, that is the Chinese filter of which yeah. our games get to get through to them. I bet that's that's their like mission statement. We are the Chinese Sony. One hundred percent. They own so much stuff. It it's is... literally it. Not even the rest of it. It's just Sony. It just says Sony. Sony. They are Sony yeah. now. <laughs> Which they do Discord too. I don't know how much they own. Like in my research, I just saw they they are part owners of Discord. Yeah, like they're part owners of Epic Games and stuff. And it's like they got their fingers in a lot of uh, cookie jars. Oh, they're in Ubisoft as well, and um, was it Blizzard Activision? Like, they're not majority, but they're in there. Bungie as well. Dang. Huh. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, this is the big company behind all the publishers that we don't see. Their portfolio looks really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, League of Legends is a very popular game. It is currently the number two most played multiplayer game with 8 million concurrent active players right behind Fortnite. I think that's pretty insane. I think it's pretty insane that Fortnite's lasted as long as it has. Holy shit. I think it's really all the cross promotion they've been doing because, like, Master Chiefs in Fortnite, uh, Sephiroth's in Fortnite, everybody's here. Sephiroth in Fortnite? I thought it was uh, Kratos. Kratos is in it's Fortnite. It's the only game where Master Chief and Kratos are in the same game, where you can see, you can have a Master Chief and a Kratos looking at each other. It's okay, I was going to say, what about the Dead or Alive franchise? I thought they had a Master Chief and Kratos crossover at some point. No, Dead or Alive uh, had a Spartan. Oh, okay. But uh, there was never a Kratos in Dead or Alive. There was a Kratos in Mortal Kombat, though. Mortal uh, Kombat got an exclusive character, and then uh, Xbox got nothing. 
as they usually do for some reason because it's like everyone was like why god of war why don't have a gears of war character on the xbox side like gow on both sides you can have marcus phoenix with the chainsaw gun bang 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 you're dead like all right well so this is the one thing i really want to hit in the history of rito as a company uh in 2012 in response to toxicity and harassment in league of legends rito games launched a player behavior team of psychologists <clears throat> to combat harassment and toxicity in their platform. That is interesting. Reasonable. I'm not honest. Do you think it's worked? N- well, no, but I want it because I thought that I read this sentence as you were saying it out loud, and I thought you were going to talk about what is that? Uh, the player base could go into a thing and look at all of the oh, reports. Tribunal. I forgot tribunal. about that. Tribunal. That's a, dude, that was dude. awesome. It's gone now. It's gone, but I fucking loved the tribunal. Victor, did you ever get to see the tribunal? No, I don't think so. All right, Nave, you can explain this. Dude, it's great. You used to be able to go in as a uh, third party, as a, just a, a player, and look at report logs so you could see the chat. And yeah. just so you could just spin, you could just take, like, get, like, a fucking couple IPAs and just waste two hours reading people call each other the N-word on fucking Riot Games fucking video game. Oh right. It's so ridiculous. And you got, like, a little score, too. So if yeah. people got banned, if you said, this piece of shit needs to get banned, and they got banned later, you would get a score. It'd be like, hey, you're doing good. And yeah. then if people didn't get banned, and you go, hey, this person is shouldn't get punished then you would also get positive score. So it, it encourages you to be like, you know, the majority vote really kind of thing. Like this guy shouldn't get banned because this probably was unprompted. Like this is this is probably prompted. Like they were killing him and then he got mad at like something mm-hmm. happened. You know what I mean? You can usually tell when someone's just a toxic asshole immediately out of the gate. So yeah. plus it would so, give you like so much details. You'd have the whole chat log and then you could also see the score, like the final score of the games. And I think you could see their builds too. So you could tell which person was an intentional feeding troll, or you could tell who was just, like, having a bad game. Right, right. So is that, like, I don't know how familiar you guys are with, like, CSGO, but, like, CSGO has their, like, at least they did back then. I haven't played in years, but they had this, like, Overwatch thing that, like, once you reach a certain rank in the game, you could, like, watch footage of people that were reported, and then you'd get to, like, cash a vote. It's like, oh, yeah, they were cheating, or yes, they were griefing, or... Oh, if they had, like, an aimbot? Yeah, exactly. Like So, like, if somebody was reported... You get to watch that footage of that game and decide for yourself if, like, they were really, like, guilty of, like, whatever they were reported of, like, being toxic or just, like, cheating, aimbots, wallbots, and stuff like that. And, like, you're just like, yeah, yeah, no, this guy was being, like, super, like, toxic, killing his teammates, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yes. I wanted to kind of comment on that. Like, I'm actually impressed. Like, I didn't know that when Philip was saying that, like, the... It's the second most popular game. And I have to give props to them because, like, they've been out for, like, a long time. And I think, like, Fortnite what has, has been out for, like, four years? Four or five years? Six? Maybe six? I don't know how long. Long time. But, yeah, but to stay that relevant is insane. That is, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm surprised, like Austin said, too, that it's even been, it's kept its popularity this far. Fortnite has. But I am more, even more surprised that, like, League has been able to, I mean, it's been out for over a decade and it's still, like up there so like that's pretty impressive but it is kind of hard to control the toxicity i feel like it's i mean it's kind of like what can what can they do as a you know as a company to like lower it one main thing that i have observed i've been playing a lot of like different competitive games over the years and i feel like there's definitely a correlation between 
toxicity levels and the competitive nature of a game. Some of the most competitive games that I can think of off the top of my head are simultaneously the most toxic communities to be in at the same time. So, I mean, and the games that pop up are League of Legends, Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, <laughs> and uh, Resident, uh, Resident Evil. Yes, uh, Resident Rainbow Evil. Six Siege. Rainbow Six Siege is also oh, horrific. No toxic. Overwatch? I do not fuck with Overwatch. I never really liked that <laughs> game. I like the Donkey videos, though. They're very funny. Yeah, they're, they're so funny. These games, I think it's because you see a lot of toxicity, not only against the enemy team, but you also see the toxicity in the team itself. You're playing a lot of games of League or a lot of games of Rainbow Six, and you see somebody do something objectively stupid, right? And it costs you a round, or it costs you an advantage in some way. It's hard to not completely destroy this guy's morale in the yeah. uh, in the ch text chat you know it's because they just destroyed your morale i have been emotionally harmed by watching you do that stupid thing why did you do that stupid thing there's clearly all this information that you had at your disposal to tell you not to do that well it's hard to not lash out at that person like i've just stopped fucking typing really in the game and league and see in rainbow six if i start getting tilted i just fucking take my head uh, not take my headset off because you need it but i'll i'll mute my mic and i'll just mute the party chat i'll just completely disassociate with it which to put you on blast real quick but you are the you are a tilty boy you are a pinball machine <laughs> with a shaky leg like we, we were playing like destiny last night was last night or night before we played like i, I get that you mind. played the night before so you'd already experienced this the cancer that is the destiny experience Dude, the pvp is bad it's yeah. not it's not it's not balanced. It's still but, like, not balanced. We had like w maybe one really bad match where it was just unplayable and we were just getting wrecked by the cheesiest strategies. And it was bad, but it, you were so mad. You were just like screaming at these, like, if, like we were in the only ones in chat. So you're literally screaming at me about these guys <laughs> and how angry you were. And meanwhile, I'm like, dude, we just got to finish the game to complete the mission. We don't even got to win. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I'm a drama queen. Like, if you could see <laughs> me, if, if you only hear me, it sounds like I'm screaming. But if you're looking at me, I'm not that mad. I'm just, like, chilling. Okay. I'm like, in, this, in games, like, especially, like, League of Legends, you can really see somebody's personality quirks at their extremes. Like, you will go through ranges of emotions. Because these matches can last up to an hour, an hour and a half long. You can be yeah. trapped in this fucking game. On a bad match. And... It really tests your metal. Like, it tests what kind of stress you're capable of withstanding and where your breaking points are. And it's like, at this point in League, I've been playing for, like, what, on and off for, like, se seven, eight years now? Or something like that? Ridiculous. And so, I've gone beyond the point of, like, horrifically angry at this game. I have a cap about halfway to that limit where I go... Ah, I'm fucking done. This game's over. I don't fucking care anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, ah, whatever. I'm not, I, I do not allow myself to go beyond the fucking pale where I'm like, I'm going to break my monitor if I see this guy do something stupid again. Yeah. How many times have you been chat banned? <laughs> Once. And it okay. wasn't even my fucking fault. What about you, Victor? You ever get the chat ban? Where you tell somebody never... to uninstall too many times? I've actually never been banned in any game before. We'll see, though. Wow. There's still time. I know. But. I will say, though, it is more reasonable to get banned on League because I just feel like... I know it happens in plenty of games, but League especially, I feel like friendly fire is terrible in League. And what I mean by that is, like, you just get, like... you I get more trash-talked by my own From teammate own team. than, than yeah. any enemy team has ever trash-talked me 
hands down. And I'm just like, I don't understand because it is a competitive game. And like Nave mentioned, that's usually the games that people trash trash talk more. And I completely agree, but it's usually the enemy team trash talking to get like, you know, like get a rise out of them. Yeah, like, trying to shake you up. Game. Exactly. It's like, but like in League, it's like your own team. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense to me because like that's never going to help ever. <laughs> yeah, League is a 1v9 game. <laughs> that's Real. how you have to think about it mentally it's a 1v9 physically it is a 5v5 but mentally it's definitely a 1v9 it's brutal you go into a match and you don't know how you're going to be insulted by your own team's LeBlanc <laughs> mid because you didn't gank in time or you ganked too soon and LeBlanc <laughs> was like oh you messed up my wave like you trashed here wood 5 scrub <laughs> honestly yeah. no, that's exactly how it goes you see a lot. I know a lot of people that have just. They, I think you can automatically make it to where all of the chat is turned off, so yes. that you don't see anything. You can have it turned where all the pings, because there's a ping system, and it makes a loud, annoying sound. And that sound's supposed to get your attention, right? It's like, yeah. oh shit, they're coming down to your lane. Ping, ping. So someone goes, uh oh, what's on the map? Someone's yeah. coming probably. But people will ping. 17 times in a row just to annoy the shit out of you and it's like oh it obviously goes on a cooldown right yeah it goes on a cooldown for probably about like eight or nine seconds and then ping 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 ping, and it's like okay uh you can individually mute pings too but some people just completely turn it off which is a shame but it's almost two different forms of communication like that such a way that like riot like specifically lets you ban or like mute one like the chat or the pings or both yeah. even but like it's funny because like the pings like you said can be so helpful that like you can choose to never talk to anybody in the game but still hear their pings because it can be helpful or vice versa but it's just interesting that like you can be toxic in so many different ways and exactly <laughs> like my favorite toxic ping is whenever like i'm like hey I'm, I'm ganking top and i'll do the ping that says like on my way top or something i'll go up top and things will go south and i'll end up getting killed or something like that and the enemy are uh, the friendly top laner will then like backtrack and he'll just throw down the question mark ping on my the dead body mark, yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking you dummy and i'm like this is the most passive aggressive ping i've ever seen you know, the funniest like, thing is that that's not even the original intent of the question mark ping the question mark I, ping is supposed to be used for the enemy is missing i don't know where they are but yeah. they're over here somewhere yeah there's that's literally I feel like that's like the national international use of like the question mark. Now. <laughs> they but, might as well rename it. To yeah, just the drop it on why. another person's body. Be like, yeah, you have the, you have the, you? yeah, you have the. I'm going over there to help you ping. There's the I need backup. Like there's people like I need help here, and then I don't even know what the, the oh, other the one, one is danger. danger. Yeah, it's like be, be careful. And then there's the why are you even coming this way or why did you do this because what were you thinking ping yeah what were you thinking that's perfect the what were you thinking ping it's like the most fast it's the most aggressive ping out of all of them really that's the worst fucking feeling when you're playing zach and you and you engage and then you die and then you just get this cacophony of question marks across the mid lane and you're like yeah. i'm like i'm fucking never ganking anyone ever fucking again i'm fucking i'm, I'm farming my feral flare now the uh <laughs> And then there's so, also the the uh, my favorite ping to to spam ping is actually the like non-specific ping because it won't even tell you who's pinging. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like really good until you accidentally click on something. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> that's good. So Nave, how do they fix the toxicity in League? They never did. 
No, how do they do it? <laughs> or is that your answer? They, and they never did. And they never did. I'm the narrator now. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Like, I don't think it's possible, honestly. Yeah, I, I think that's a hard call just because, I mean, it's kind of a hard call just because it's a 5v5, which means there's like 10 different points of views for every single problem or every single report. So, like, I think it's, like, pretty hard to just, like, stop it from happening. But I think it's something that, like, I guess, like, just let it roll and see what happens. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they kind of have it with they, you know, the report system, which is nice. and. They have the mute, which is nice too. Um, they have like robots that, cause which by the way, this this is how I got chat banned. Um, I got okay. into a fight with uh, I was playing by myself, and I ended up with four people in a party. The game was going poorly. We're all you know getting upset with each other, and towards the end of the game, they start screaming at me. You know, they're all ganging up on me. You, like you do it on the random, you gang up on the random. And so I started, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna cuss these guys out. Fuck it. And then they went into all chat. And they're like, hey, this guy's super toxic. Fucking oh, no. report him. And so I was like, I'm fucking, I'm literally, they're ganging up on me. They're all friends. You can see they're all in the same clan and stuff. And so I'm like, they're ganging up on me. But the, the enemy team reports me anyway. And then I instantly get banned. Like the moment I'm out of that game, I'm already chat banned. And wow. I appeal it. I'm like, listen, these guys antagonized me the whole game. And like, you know, I appealed. I got desperately. I was like, I've never been banned before. I've played this game for years, never been banned, right? And the person got back to me and they're like, just because they were calling you the N-word doesn't give you the right to defend yourself by calling them stinky bitches. So <laughs> sorry, you can't say that word, and so you get banned. I'm like, okay, but I reported them. Did they get banned? And they're like, we can't disclose that information. I'm like, they didn't get banned. That's what you're fucking telling me. Because only mm -hmm. one person reported those four, but everyone reported me. So Oh. Plus, if they would have gotten banned, you get that little message now that's like, yeah, that's uh, your unsportsmanship like <laughs> report has been whatever, and it's like the person has been banned. That feels <laughs> You're like, so yes. good. It yeah, feels yeah. so good whenever that happens. I don't even know. I don't even remember. I don't remember the last game. The he's like, I don't know. Game. He's like, I don't know which one of the fifty last people that I've reported in the last, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that you got banned. <laughs> I used to wonder if they're real or if it's just like if you've done any report, they'll just send you Honestly, that message after yeah. a while to make you shut up. I thought there I was like a, uh, it's like that you have like a reputation, like a hidden value that says, like the more you report people, the less valuable your report is, or something like that. So if you don't report people ever and you report someone, your report is like higher in the rank of reporting because you ran out of your way to be like, this guy specifically was an asshole. And I hated that. But I think that that might be fucking false. I don't know. It might not. It might be a different game. All right. We've been going long with uh, toxicity in league. I think it's time to move on to the game mechanics. So, Victor, to someone that has never played a MOBA before, I want you to explain to me. What is League of Legends? So, <laughs> League of Legends, as far as like a, I think like a general overview is a strategy game. It's a five players against five players that they work together to destroy objectives and which the objectives are the towers. And they together like build up strategies, currency to buy items and become stronger and then be able to destroy the objectives and eventually destroy the main objective, which is called the Nexus. And once you destroy the enemy team's Nexus, you win the game. So that's the general overview. But there's obviously a lot of, you know, in-between strategy, like 
little details that happen in between, and more importantly, a lot of toxicity that happens in between. Hey, we're <laughs> as, done with toxic we talk. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Let's this move is, on. We have uh, a whole episode <laughs> on how toxic League of Legends is. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to bring that in for a little bit, but we talked about it for half an hour. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. But I think overall, it's like it's a pretty unique design for a game. I guess like Dota is similar, but like besides those two games, I. Okay, okay. Smite is like that too. So I guess like more games have branched out from it, but but it's definitely it like a, a fun genre. Yeah, it's it's its own like genre that like I've never played before until I played League. So okay, so that was actually a really good description because I've had this problem before where I was trying to explain what the League of Legends gameplay is to another person that's never played it, and I'm like, okay, so um, picture football. Where you have like different roles, where you have your lineman, your quarterback, your wide receiver, you know, it's like picture that, and you're trying <laughs> to get to the other end to destroy their point and win the game, but you're blocked by the the turret and it just falls apart. Like, <laughs> hey, that's not lanes, a bad start though, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a good analogy. Yeah. It's like so you got your your mid laner who is usually your quarterback, kind of like managing the main sure. zone. Yeah. You have. Your wide receiver that's just out there looking for picks, that's your jungler. That's Meanwhile, actually not got, bad. I'm yeah. pretty impressed. <laughs> Thanks, man. Meanwhile, you got your, like, I don't know, like your linemen, which are usually either like your top lane in support, and then uh, I don't even know any of the football. Like, was it soccer? You got uh, the, the forward? Yeah, like the strikers? You got your <laughs> yep. striker? That's your ADC. Now I'm for combining sure, football and, and soccer, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's actually, I was impressed. Like whenever you started doing that analogy, I was like, hmm. Oh, it in my head, came in off my really head, good. what I think, it, I think the quarterback would be the jungler, and the wide receivers would be the AD, the ADC, and the mid laner. Look at this jungle centric talk. Would be, Come and on. the halfback mm-hmm. would be the top laner. It, it depends. Well, it really it depends on who you're playing because you could have like a zillion mid and then obviously that's the halfback now you know that that guy's doing the running plays but you have a darius top so now okay darius is the one i want so darius wide receiver the adc is always the fuck a wide receiver because you're always trying to give as many kills as you can to them all right now let's do let's do a golf analogy (laughs) (laughs) so the hole is the support So, League of Legends, you have basically five separate roles. Uh, each one can be summed up pretty much. Uh, ADC just provides usually constant damage to destroy structures. Your support protects the ADC. Your mid laner uh, usually brings either utility or pure damage, like usually burst damage to the field. Top laner can is usually a very flexible role, where they can usually tank, but they can also be like an assassin or... Pretty much any variation on the others. Uh, and the jungle is also very flexible. What I would say is um, most teams want a very tanky person. And most teams want two characters who can deliver a lot of CC. So mid lane and the marksman, they're always high damage no matter really what. And so they may or may not have CC. And the more CC that they have, the less CC that the other roles need to provide. Like if the jungler and the top laner are tanks, then the support can be super squishy. Like they can be uh, a healer now because the role of tank is, is covered because you don't, you don't need three tanks because now you have less damage or support for everyone to have. 
Whereas if you have a jungle assassin, the top laner probably would want to be tankier because assassins generally are way weaker. Like, I mean, well, they're way easier to kill. Uh, yeah. They're like glass cannons. So the support may go, oh, maybe I should be a tank this time around so that I can help the assassin. You know, it's like there's a there's so much variety and variance in the compositions of your team. Like we were saying, this game is competitive, but it's so inherently cooperative. Even before you've chosen the character you want to play, you're looking at your team and going, how can I complement this? Like, yeah. there's a character who can only use his ultimate ability if the enemy has been knocked up. Well, when I his name is Yasuo. You have no idea how often I will pick Zack, and because three of my four abilities knocks the enemy up, which means if if I had a Yasuo on my team, he could reliably ult like all the time. So you have no idea how often I'll pick Zack, and then someone further down the champion select screen will go, "Oh, I'm playing Yasuo, obviously, because look at that guy. I'm gonna yeah. ult all day." You know what I mean? And then we go together like fucking peanut butter and sardines. It's a fucking awesome. So, mm -hmm. but to be fair, there's more often than not what happens in the selecting of the champions is that you go into a game already decided which champion you want to play regardless yep. of what they so it's not really like a team synergy it's like i really feel like playing this character regardless of what oh yeah else you always are picking around the randoms yeah. <laughs> honestly if you're a good the player locks like, yeah the locks which the guy who's playing z69 420x oh. oh my god those people kill me too like i get it we have our mains but whenever I go into a normal game and I see instantly the enemy team locks in Yasuo, level 7, 4.2 million mastery points. Where it's like, okay, this guy only plays Yasuo in normal <laughs> games. This is what he does. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, come on. Like, It's so it, hard to get around myself when I'm trying to consider it. It's like, even that, I would be like, who the fuck picks their main in normals? And you're like, oh, this guy only plays Yasuo in normal. And I'm like, I didn't even consider that. Because yeah. why wouldn't you play ranked at that point? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you bastard, you're ruining this for us here. Yeah, because the normals, you just want to go in there and yeehaw it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to play Zira support because I never play Zira. And now's a good time to maybe practice. And I go in there and I'm like, <laughs> plant, plant. And then Yasuo goes, face the wind! And like leaps through like six bushes, all my minions, <laughs> knocks me up. His tornado knocks you into the air, and then he jumps up and dunks you into the ground, and you fall <laughs> through the floor, and you land in a bot match. And he goes, stay there! Oh my <laughs> that's what it's like. Stay there. Which, that's one joke I cannot get away from that I say every time now. Like, every time we get a couple kills, I'll just be like, is this bots? Because, <laughs> like, bots is just like a game mode where you can go and test out new characters, and the bots are insanely dumb. They do not know how to play League of Legends at all. You just destroy them every time. Dude, I remember when I played against intermediate bots and I got ignited. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm on fire! <laughs> like, they did not expect them to use their summoner abilities. They'll flash occasionally, but I got literally ignited. It didn't kill me, but I was like, wow. Sure I can't didn't. heal for a second. <laughs> Back to mechanics. So we have our roles, we have our lanes. And there's little minions carrying bags of money that just walk down the lanes. And it's up to us, the heroes, to murder these tiny little minions. And steal their money. Yeah. <laughs> there are amazing uh, animations on YouTube. I wish off the top of my head. I think it's like RH Realism or something. They have these amazing animations. If anyone's listening at this point, you probably are at least a little interested in League of Legends. I would look up these uh, RH Realism League... It is RH Realism. I literally 
wow but like look at just type in rh realism in youtube probably the first thing you're going to see is their youtube video called winions and it's an amazing illustration of what it feels like to play with these because they they're like it's such an epic battle and they're fighting against each other but then the champions show up and just start massacring them all in droves like yeah. it shows the minions go there are turrets in this game we'll get to but the turrets the whole main every lane has turrets and you have to kill them but the minions will regardless of what is going on will continue to fight and push into these turrets and the turrets are their job is to kill everything that shows up so it shows in the illustration the minions running up to the turret and the turret is like a goliath shooting death beams down and they're all dying around it's like ah oh, oh, they're all looking around trying to find their friends <laughs> it's it's such it a looks good like, illustration uh, d-day yeah, yeah it looks it's like it's the exact stuff they're so simple and dumb looking but they look kind of like uh vv from oh shit this is relatable, right? Like a black mage from Final Fantasy. Yeah. But uh, I was going to say VV specifically from Final Fantasy 9, but oopsies. I said some nerd <laughs> shit. Oh, Budweiser. No. IPAs. Cancel oh, <laughs> it out. All right. Getting back to topic. So you kill these little money bags, and then you can buy items for your builds. The end. The well, end. No, the builds are very important to the game. <laughs> this whole website is dedicated just to building your character based on what items you buy. I have so long ago checked out from builds. Like, I'm just building whatever I want at this point. Again, yeah. I've looped, like, that's what you do when you first start. You, you're building whatever you want, and now you're min-maxing, building optimal things. And now I'm just like, I could probably use some armor. <laughs> just fucking throw some no. armor on myself. I do like your curve. It definitely goes, you don't know what you're building. To You're building what the pros build every time. To joke builds, where you're building AP misfortune and trying to win with it. And then back up to just like, or no, down to, I don't know what to build it. Does that misfortune have Rabadon's death cap? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, and she has a Nasher's tooth now. Don't get ulted by that bitch. <laughs> That's gonna fucking hurt. <laughs> Which, okay, I know we, we keep branching off. You guys got any favorite off-meta builds for characters? Even from the past, because I know I've got like yeah. fucking four things in my head. I'm just gonna pick one. Oh, there's definitely quite a few. And like I said, I play top all the time. So my current favorite thing to do right now, actually is play Zach Top, actually. He's, like, incredibly oh, tanky, but still does an insane amount of damage. And you just build straight tank. That's it. You build zero damage, but he still does an insane amount of damage. And like we mentioned before, he's, like, he has so much utility in the game with crowd control and stuff like that. So regardless, at the very least, you'll be, like, an invaluable tool, like, in the team fight. So it's really fun playing him Top and just kind of tilting people. <laughs> what about you, Phil? What about you, Nave? Got Oh, okay, I can go next. Oh. Um, <clears throat> there used to be a uh, a game, a rotating game mode, which every week there's a different rotating game mode. But there's one specifically popular one. I think you both already know where I'm going. Earth. There's one specifically popular one. How Wish dare you cut line. me off? <laughs> Earth. Fine, it's Earth. Uh, oh. Earth stands for Ultra Rapid Fire, which you know all it means. It's like the same exact game, only you do like seven hundred thousand times more damage. Which doesn't matter because you have like 700,000 times more health. But you see big flashy numbers now. Instead oh, of like yeah. 45 damage, you're doing 3,009, whatever. And so there is no more mana restrictions, no more cooldown. Or, or the cooldown is reduced for all your abilities by like 80% or something. Where all of the champions, they have their own little tweaks. Like, you know, the busted things are toned down a little bit. It's on a champion by champion basis. But really, all it is is that you are just 
fucking pushing all of the buttons constantly, all four buttons for 20 minutes straight, using all your abilities, throwing your abilities everywhere. My favorite thing to do in this game, and it's gone now, unfortunately, is there's this item. Normally, when you're building items, you only build one item of each (laughs) thing, mostly because each item has their own unique ability. And so if you bought two of that, so say it's like this gives you five extra damage. That's the unique ability. Well, if you bought two of them, you don't get 10 extra damage. You will still only get five because you still only have that one unique ability, even though you have two items. So I don't care about the unique ability of this item. The only thing I care about is that it gives me a bunch of damage and it makes my crit chance go up. So it goes up by 20%. You want to do quick math? That means if I buy five of these, I have a 100% crit chance. And a whole bunch of extra damage, plus the little the unique passive that makes my uh, crits do 50% more damage. This sounds complicated, but really, all I'm doing is buying five of these things, so I have 100% crit. I crit every time, and they do more damage. Now, there's this character named Garen. Old Gare Bear. And he is the Beyblade. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember Beyblade, but he just spins like a top. He just spins. That's his only ability. You're fucking pressing E over and over so you have carpal tunnel by the end of the game and this ability can crit so since the cooldown is reduced by 80 percent you can press e to turn it on press e to turn it off and normally it would go on a three second cooldown but now the cooldown is like i don't know 0.2 seconds so if you sit there and mash e you will you basically continuously spin for the rest of the game and you're critting every second and it just it looks it looks like you're a lawnmower blade, and the champions are just blades of grass. And you just walk through people, and they just die instantly the moment they touch you. <laughs> but that doesn't exist anymore because now you can't buy multiple. Of, they made different tiers of items, and they fucked it all up. The store is oh, all no. clusterfuck. I still it. hate it. I still hate the store. They took away so much creativity because you can – really, it was to combat trolls. So it's one of the things you were saying is like, how do we get rid of the toxicity? Well, something some trolls would do is they would build one item five times, and, and just like me. But um, I was actually killing people in Earth. And uh, anyway, uh, I don't I don't know what I'm talking about, Philip. Philip, do you talk about talk about what? Oh, Nave, you silly Billy. We were talking about alternate builds. There was not a break there. <laughs> and my favorite alternate build, which doesn't exist anymore, of course, was AP Scion back when he was, um, oh my god, bad or good. My brain, yeah, <laughs> my so, brain. Scion is like a cool monster juggernaut creature now, where he like smashes things with a giant axe and bash. What? What? Well, I was gonna ask Victor if he even remember. Does he? Do you know what Scion used to be like before he got reworked into what he is now? I didn't know he even got reworked, so probably. Oh not. my god! This is a treat, then. This is a treat because it's awesome. Like, okay, new Scion. He's big, hulky juggernaut. He runs around, smashes things. He He's goes choo choo, awesome. and he like runs down the lane and becoming unstoppable. Well, old Scion was a derpy old man with like battle armor, with like a giant axe that he would hold in two hands like this. He was so ugly. Yeah, he was really bad looking, and his whole premise was he could stare at you so hard it would stun you with a pointing click like Tarek. He could turn up the damage on his auto attacks so that whenever he killed things with it, it would increase his max health. And I think he had a shield that he would activate. He had a max health thing like Nasus. Like, instead of making his Q higher, it made his health go up infinitely. 
Yeah, I don't even remember what his <laughs> ultimate was. Oh, his ultimate just made, gave him attack speed. That was it. Yeah. So he could just hit you more. <laughs> and yeah, and then his other thing was like he got a health shield that would explode after a certain point. Kind of like, like that was it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and so way better now. My favorite thing about him though is you could build AP. So you had a stun that scaled with AP something ridiculous, like one to one ratio. So you would get like one ability power and it would increase by at least one damage plus base damage. So you would get a death cap, which was like 140 or something like that. And you're like, cool, that's okay. But stack that with all your other AP items. All of a sudden you're hitting for 500, 600 on one Q that you can't miss. And it stuns him. God, it was so hard to get to this point because you had no gap closers. You basically <laughs> were terrible in lane because you had terrible mana usage. So once you got to like late game, though, you'd walk straight up to their ADC, stare at them, and they would freeze, lose half their health. <laughs> you would walk up with your giant health shield, which also scales with AP, would then explode and kill them, and you wouldn't auto-attack them once. And it was <laughs> the dumbest looking like place. I like you would just be walking around with your giant axe, death laser, and it had like a five second cooldown. So if the fight lasted longer than five seconds, death laser again. And it was just so brokenly useless, but fun at the same time. That's I'm pretty sure he got reworked just because people were playing him AP <laughs> and people were getting mad about it. I did look up pictures of him on Google. What he oh, yeah, what's like your opinion? Right oh, my it's, God. Uh, it's funny because they show him side by side, like in-game footage. And <laughs> there was definitely a big improvement because he looks so <laughs> tiny and fragile. Yeah, and then he, he becomes like, this big, muscular guy. He looks so much better now, but I miss the old play style. <laughs> That's funny. There's a lot of champions that got reworked that I miss their old play style. Like, we're, we're never going to have... I wish they would have a rotating game mode where every every character was their original incarnation. Unfortunately, oh, like, some characters would have to be banned, like Twisted Fate would have to just be gone. Because his his Twisted Fate is an alt where he teleports everywhere and reveals everyone. I'm pretty sure that was exactly just a normal ability on, like, a 15-second cooldown or something <laughs> ridiculous. It's like... I don't uh, remember that maybe part. Maybe not that. Like, well, that was like alpha. I've never played it, but I I remember watching someone talk about Twisted Fate. His Not ultimate used to be true it. global too. Like now he has a definite zone, I think, as far as like how far he can teleport. But yeah, in yeah. the old one, it was like total map teleportation. You could teleport into their fountain from your fountain. It would be cool if like Riot came out with this like line of skins. That were like the old look, but like maybe with the still the new abilities that they oh, currently man. have, so it doesn't look so people. bad. I know they it looks so with interesting. Gangplank with uh, well, I mean it's not the same, but uh, I'm pretty sure if you owned Gangplank before, you got the traditional Gangplank skin, which was how he used to look, but updated. Like so, it's his it's his current character model, but it's like the same clothes he was wearing. It doesn't look nearly like the same. But do you guys remember the old Galio? <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, Galio was so bad. So I loved bad. playing old Galio. Actually, <laughs> I what? actually really? played old Galio unironically. Because Didn't he his... have like a tornado, like Jan, like the Jana character thing, like? Yeah, you throw it in a straight line, but it didn't yeah. knock you off. And you would, you would run faster. That's the only thing. Yeah, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. But I love put, his like, ult. shields on people, too. He's definitely he just better now. Like... I'm not saying he's he was better before. I, I'm just saying I loved him back then because that taunt was, like, very unique. It was a – because Ramus always had the taunt, but he only taunted one person. A taunt – okay, so in the game, whenever you taunt someone, it forces them to auto-attack you, but it makes it to where they can't use any abilities or move anymore. 
So if you have a two second taunt on somebody, which is hilariously long, which I think it was probably about Galio's taunt, but uh, they would just be at- attacking you. That's all they could do. Well, Galio had an enormous AOE. Like, y- you know how when he- now it- now his taunt is on his W, but you have to charge it. So the longer you charge it, the further the AOE gets. Yeah. I'm pretty sure at max length, it was still like double the AOE. Yeah, it was, it was huge. huge. And so you would taunt everything. Like, you know how much I love CCing everybody. So you would taunt everything. And then your team would just clean them up while you were getting your ass beat like a fucking nerd getting your lunch money taken by the bullies. I will say that, like, Galio was one of those, like, updated visual changes that, like, I didn't realize how out of place he looked until they updated it. And I'm like, wow, he did look really odd compared to every other really champion. ugly. <laughs> yeah. And, like, now he looks good. Like, he looks decent. That and... was the meme. Er, uh, Galio and Urgot, they were the meme. For the longest time. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah, about like the old bad champs. Galio was the ugliest character. Even to this day, he was the ugliest character that they ever had. Now he kind of okay. looks very menacing. So mechanics. We've covered lanes. We covered builds. You, I think the only thing left is probably just talking about team composition and probably um team leader. Yeah, like oh shot calling. Mm, shot caller, yeah. So. Of course, you have your your teams all together. You're out there playing the game. You're farming in lane, getting the goal, getting the builds. But you need to make plays. I really don't know much about football, but I assume it's like the quarterback's on the field. He talks to the coach or whatever, or and he goes and talks to the boys, and he's like, "All right, guys, here's what we're gonna do." Yeah, the coach the coach calls the plays. The quarterback makes the audibles, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, we didn't play football. <laughs> I don't know, Victor. You play football? No, I played soccer. <laughs> Same thing. All right. <laughs> so football. Yeah. So football, yeah. For the rest of the world, football. <laughs> so the shot caller, that like this like this is a role like we all kind of play together, we communicate. Uh this usually flows back and forth of each of us like calling shots, where it usually comes down to a set of conditions where I'll say I have my ult. And then Naval usually say like either if he has an opening or something like that. Like it's almost like a set of checks. Like, okay, to win the game, I need to have my ult, Nave needs to have an opening, and we all need to be in position. Otherwise, there's no win condition and the game's over. In my head, the shot caller is almost always either going to be A, the person who has got the most kills, and so therefore they have the most gold and items, they have the most damage output, or B, the person with the most reliable engagement repertoire like the like there are some champions in this game who are swiss army knives as far as how they engage i'm always i'm I'm always going to refer back to zach where it's so hard to understand where that character is going to come from and i could even just walk into the middle of a fight and then just begin the fight you know what i mean like there are certain characters who are just better than others at engaging i mean so unless there's some kind of pick that happens as in like one enemy team kind of wanders a little bit too far away from his teammates so that we can pick him off. And now yeah. it's a, an obvious advantage that we can just run in there and fight. Uh, almost everyone is looking to me. I mean, not like I'm good, but because I'm the tank and I have the engage, everyone's waiting for me to do something. So yeah. that puts me, that's why I was saying before, I'm like, that almost always puts me in this quarterback position where I'm like, I think I'm like, I do I go in now? Do I go in now? What about this guy? And so we're all communicating verbally, like through Discord or whatever we're doing, just trying to figure out when 
all of our abilities are up, when we're in an optimal position, how far are we away from the nearest turret, can they escape, what characters do they have? There's a billion different little variations in this one little scenario where we're all just together in the middle lane, like, trying to fight each other. It's like, this is probably never happens, right? This happens constantly. It happens at least once a game. And these games last for, like, 40 minutes. Usually it happens like three or four times where everyone meets in the middle because they're tired of fucking playing this game. They want to end it. And <laughs> they're like, how do we end this? Like, how do we do this in a way that I win? Yeah, the old the team shuffle where both teams are like standing across the line doing the dodgeball thing where we're all holding our dodgeballs, waiting for someone to get a little too close. But we're really waiting for our shot caller or our engage to basically go on like, we're fighting now. And then like starts the fight. And that's usually the you know the tank. Yeah, I was gonna say it really just depends on uh, a billion circumstances, and 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 that's one reason why this game is so popular to this day. I would imagine because of the variance. Like you look at you look like a one second clip of a thousand games, and they all look the same, right? But when you're in the game. There's so many different things going on at any given moment. Like you will see a situation that seems familiar, but it's completely different. Like you will catch somebody out in their jungle, right? And you're like, oh, last time I caught somebody out in their jungle, I killed them because Philip was mid and he came to help. Philip's mid. I should go get this guy. Well, the guy you found in the jungle is uh, Hecarim. That guy bounces. He leaves. And you're like, okay, well, I didn't die at least. And when you get back, you're walking back to River with Philip. Well, the person who was mid lane, it's not Malzahar like it was whenever you did that one thing the last time. It's Katarina, and she has five kills. And now you're both dead because you made oh, a bad no. call because Katarina is really good at mul at fighting multiple people, and she has a lot of gold. Well, that's the kind of thing that's happening constantly. It's, and that sounds like, oh, that'll never happen. That'll happen once maybe in a year. That happens every, all the fucking time. You will do something that you've done a hundred times and that is that's been successful, and then this a hundred and first time completely fails on its face. And as a player, if you want to get better at this game, you have to look at that situation and go, Why did that happen? Like every time I've ever jumped on somebody and there was two people with us, I we all won. Oh, it's because Darius has eight kills and his ult was on uh, he had already ulted somebody, you know what I mean? So he's just chop 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 chopping everybody down, you know what I mean? There's always something to learn. Even after years and years of playing this game, you're always learning and it addicts you, really. Oh yeah. Victor, how often have you heard League referred to as like a drug of choice? <laughs> uh it's pretty interesting cuz uh, I think I agree like League is like such an addicting game, and it's it's funny because it doesn't matter how infuriating like some games might be or how tilted you get is what they call you know when you get super angry, yeah. and <clears throat> doesn't matter how toxic your teammates are, you just like it's almost like if you just give yourself like a couple hour break, you're like you know what I feel like doing playing League again. Yeah, <laughs> like getting even tilted though you had a again. terrible <laughs> yeah. time last time you played. Yeah, even though you like swore awfully, you, the last thing you said before you left your computer was like, I'm never going to play this game again. I'm going to install it, all this, but like it always ends up the same way. You give yourself time to cool off and you're like ready to play again and be like <laughs> hurt again. <laughs> I'm ready to be hurt. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> There's so many different emotions that go through your mind whenever you become very, very invested in this game. And it's not like people who are listening that don't know what League is, they go and they try and play it for a week. Like you probably more than likely you're going to be like Victor where you're like, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't understand. And I don't like this. It's very hard. It's a hard game. But um, when you're invested, it's like, 
the games are it's the combination of the amount of time that we've stayed on track with this and the amount of time that you are in a game there's so many different things that happen and i want to call back to something that we used to talk about and we used to we did once in rock bands uh, episode i think it's the third episode where we talked about the flow state and i don't remember a lot of the points you were hitting on but one thing i do remember is almost the repetition do you remember what i'm talking about you might be able to elaborate what was the repetition st- uh, part of the flow what? state you're losing me. Oh, what I was talking about? Yeah. Like oh. you were you were specifically talking about a th- Oh, I think it was more like performing an action so many times that it becomes like rote where you don't even have to use your brain to perform the action anymore. Like you don't think about moving your fingers to hit the yellow note. You hit the yellow note. You know, you don't have to think about the motion. You just do it. That is precisely what I was what I wanted you to say. Because that's let me let me let me rewind for a second. When I, I I didn't play this game for six months. I'm a Zach main. You know, I played Zach probably 2,000 times. The first game back, Victor was there. I, I was doing shit that I couldn't believe I remembered how to do, just from muscle memory. Like, what I was saying, I like, you go into the jungle, you die, yada, yada, yada. Why did I do that? You learn so many things. Like, you built up this foundational knowledge of a character. Like, what I was completely gambling almost like that kind of risk and reward like i could put 30 minutes into this game and have an amazing time or i could put 30 minutes in this game and be miserable and be trapped into this game like and no one will let me out you know what i mean it's a lot more fun when you have friends around who can calm you down but like this game it has its ups and downs you can really tap into some almost uh psychedelic experiences of like it's almost like euphoria when you do when all five of you win a team fight and no one died like you kill you ace the enemy team all five of you working in unison doing exactly what your role is supposed to do all of you are playing characters you're familiar with you have two or three of your boys in the voice chat and you're all doing commands though team fights in this game it feels like they last like 40 seconds but they last like two or three because you are in the zone your adrenaline is through the roof your eyes are dilated your eyes are darting all across the screen trying to get as much information as you possibly can you're like twitching like making sure that you're on the exact pixel you need like i if i miss this grab by a pixel i could be killed right now and then i my team no longer has a tank because I died, because I fucked it all up. Like, the games, they get serious, even when you're playing in casual. And that flow state, that zone that you can get into, when you get that release, whenever you're successful, it's like you just fucking stormed the beaches of Normandy (laughs) and came out on top, right? To be as hyperbolous as you possibly can be. Yeah, got a lot of sports and war talk in this episode. (laughs) Is it? Well, it's like you get this crescendo. All of you are screaming like, yeah, we fucking did it. You know, it's like, ah, I don't even know what I'm talking about. But it, you can get into this <laughs> into this trance in this fucking game. And I don't know psychologically how that keeps coming about. But that's got to be why even, even though this game released in 2009, it's number two in all of fucking multiplayer. Like, there has to be something there. Like I have to be tapping into something in your monkey brain just by talking about that. Yeah, in my in my uh, reptilian brain. All right, is there any more mechanic you want to hit on before we move on to final reviews? Nah. All right, let's take a quick break then. 
And we're back. Okay, Victor. So, you have a friend, and you say, let's play some games together. Would you recommend old League of Legumes to them to play together? Good old League, huh? I think I would. I think overall, League is an enjoyable game. And I think uh, Nave has mentioned how like it's more enjoyable with friends. And I think everybody would agree that. It's just like there's a more... I don't know, like a more of like enjoyable component to like not having to play so serious and like have it, you can just mess around and have a good time. But, but it's one of those games that I would have to explain how long it takes to learn it because it's not oh, something yeah. you can just pick up. You know, I, I would emphasize that a lot. But overall, I mean, especially because it's a free game, I mean, the worst case scenario, you download it and you don't play it or you end up not enjoying it. So there's like no harm done. So overall, I think I would recommend it. I mean, it's definitely worth a shot and especially. Because it might be something that they really end up picking up for a good time. So Yeah, so you're going to keep playing in the future, or are you ready to uninstall it, call it quits? Unfortunately, I'm one of those people that are completely addicted to it, so I probably will keep playing, uh, regardless of how upset I get. And uh, I think it's something that I do see myself playing for the next few years, at least. And um, maybe get other people, other suckers uh, caught into oh, this, yeah. too. I'm just kidding. Poor bastards. Honestly, poor souls. Well, you pretty much hit most of my nails on their heads. Almost, oh, I'm just probably just going to parrot what you said. Um, the game has an enormous time investment. That's something I would always be upfront up with everyone that I want to introduce to this game. Um, it's really hard to be a casual player because this game inherently pushes you to try and get better. Like it is a game of learning and you're constantly learning of all the interactions and there's just way too many. It's innumerable almost. The barrier for entry is literally zero. It's own a computer, own a toaster even. It's like you can own this a, a rock with a battery taped to it and you can probably play League on that. In fact, there's a League of Legends mobile called Wild Rift. I mean, it is gimped. It is a gimped version, but it's a free version on mobile that you can play as well, and you can get the gist of the game. It's a lot easier as well. In mm -hmm. fact, maybe even recommend League of Legends Wild Rift more than the regular game itself. But it's like if you want a more expansive or if you want to absorb a more in-depth experience than the PC League of Legends, the OG place where it all started, that's it's hard to deny the addictive nature of the game the addictive nature of just pushing yourself to be stronger and stronger and stronger like i mean it's it's the dragon ball z arc of uh learning curves like yeah you, you gotta get good scrub you literally feel like you're going super saiyan and then you realize that if you just learned how to kite you're super saiyan too and if you just learn how to zone now, you're Super Saiyan 3. And now if you learn how to deny creep, deny creeps, you're Super Saiyan 4, baby. Like, you're doing it now. You know what I mean? It's like there's, there's always another layer after layer after layer of this fucking Shrek onion that you could peel back and, you know, just chow down into. I don't want to bite into an <laughs> onion. Yeah, it's it's a brutal game, and, and it's like... If a friend is trying to get you to play League, that friend doesn't care about your well-being. Let's be honest. That friend is yeah. like, if this guy is heart failure in 10 years because of this game, it'll be all right. So <laughs> well, it's more like you're a user and you're trying to get your friend addicted too. So yeah. you have somebody to use League of Legends with. It's very honestly. toxic relationship status. If he's, if he's opening up the, the ring case and it's Riot Games badge <laughs> in there instead of a wedding ring. 
So the truth comes out about how you really feel about me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, I I would probably not recommend this game to people <laughs> anymore. Oh, no. Mostly cuz I don't play anymore. So I wouldn't be able to like cushion the environment as much as I possibly can around them cuz I feel like that's one of the only ways to sneak new players into this game is to have someone a lot more experienced play with you all the time and just constantly constantly reinforce the new guy constantly tell them what they're doing wrong but in like a useful way not like why did you walk into that fucking enemy you died you idiot like they died they their screen is gray it's in black and white now they know that they fucked up you know i'm like yeah. i'm clearly not supposed to be at in hades right now right <laughs> so i think i'm playing it wrong but um <laughs> just know that this game is incredibly hard and it's taxing on you it takes a lot out of you. It's a very long game. The game It's not like Call of Duty where you jump in for a 10-minute match. Like it, You're there for a while. It's like 25 minutes minimum. If you're having a horrible game and you can, ex- and you can convince your teammates to surrender, which never happens, by the way, you can surrender at 15 or 10 or whatever. I don't know. Surrenders but, for the week. Yeah, nobody surrenders. And it's a... Uh, it's a stressful game, but there's so much depth that if you really crave something to bite into, it's a game you can really enjoy. And there's plenty of different ways to learn. Like, there's so many YouTube channels and websites dedicated to this game. Like, you can literally just pick one character that stands out to you, which there's so many. There's so many champions in this game. You're going to find one, at least, that goes... I liked how this guy looks, you know, and it's almost like a personality quiz, you know, just pull, just go to a friend who doesn't know League of Legends, pull up a picture of all the champions, just their portraits and go, hey, which one of these do you like the most? And they're like, oh, I kind of like this Zed. guy, the guy that's on fire. And I'm like, oh, that's Brand. Uh, he's a magic guy. He sets people on fire and he burns them alive. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. Well, you probably would like him then. You know what I mean? Like, that's how that's what he does. So. What if they pick Riven or Fiora? <laughs> well, then they're bad people. Or Vayne. They're bad people. Yeah, yeah, bad and you people. Disassociate with them now. Like that's <laughs> that's the litmus test. If you pick Yasuo or Master Yi, uh, get the fuck out of my house. Give me my IPA oh, no. back and uh, go. <laughs> I don't know why I keep referring to the IPA. I just had like two of them in the last month. Well, what about you, Philip? Oh uh, yes, League of Legends, like a a fine IPA. <laughs> and it and to bite into your Shrek on you, Nave. I actually really enjoy League of Legends. It does have a lot of hangups, but what really brings me back is Janna, because she loves League of Legends too. That's so sweet. And we play a game together at least maybe once every two weeks. We're playing a game together. And that's why I think I'm gonna keep playing this game in the future. Is that I have so much fun playing with her because like some of the craziest things will happen when we're like this game is so unpredictable and we'll just get in and I'm like okay yeah I haven't played in like maybe a month at this point uh, let's just go into an ARAM and like oh crud there's a whole new champ I don't know what it does I'm not prepared for this I have not as you said learned for this situation and so I just get surprised whereas like right now the new meta is Yasuo and Yon bottom lane. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to play Jinx because I need to get mastery level on her to level her up. And I, you know, I like Jinx. She's cool. 
And so I go bot lane and it's like, okay, I just look up a build and it's like, oh, the number one counter right now for Jinx is ADC Yasuo. And I'm like, no one's going to play ADC Yasuo. <laughs> He's just an anime sword boy that runs around cutting people. He's not going to be in bot lane where I'm a ranged person with a gun that's just going to cap him. Every game we've played, the last like three games we've played where me and Jane have gone bot lane together, there has been an ADC Yasuo. He go every time. I don't know what the meta is right now. That sounds so awful. But, yeah. Well, we I think we lost two and won one. So eh, it's not too bad, but it is really hard. I so, would like to preface this that I do enjoy League of Legends also. Yeah. But I, I've was I've been very down on it, but I enjoy playing it with my friend with my friends. Asterisk. I will never play this game by myself. But if I if it's a chill homie homie time, League League's fun. So me and Jane are always playing it together. But to recommend it to a new person, I would almost half recommend. Because the funnest times I've ever had playing League were when we were playing custom games. Like, I don't know if you remember those, <laughs> like, every once in a while. Like, the only problem with custom games is you either need enough players with a range of skill gaps so it's fair, or you need enough players where one champ won't dominate. Because me and Nave. I don't. I would always force him. I don't think you're really that into. It. Or I'm like, Nave, one v one me on Howling Abyss. I would fucking be so angry. But yeah, back then, I was like, like trying to farm to get the champions, like get the money. When you play customs, you don't get any money at all. So it's like, I just want to get all the champions. Because <laughs> at that point, I feel like I was almost playing like Smash Bros, where it's like, just pick a character, go in, and we'll just like a ram it in the middle, and we would get Shadow and not creative, and we do like two on twos, and I'm like, I love this so much mostly because like, I feel like I would win a lot of them. But... Yeah, you were way better than us. <laughs> you were, you had a you had a a selection of hyper carries that you that you would just flip through and I was always like... playing a moo moo or something <laughs> like that could not <laughs> stop Jax. Like I would die. <laughs> yeah, so besides me just like stomping you guys a lot, like I had so much fun playing games mostly because like somebody would jump in and we would all start screaming because we wouldn't like separate the voice chat through teams. At least usually we didn't. So it'd be like, Nave, go in. And it's like, like <laughs> you would jump in. And then, like, you're shadow. Ah! And then I'm like, yeah, get him. <laughs> just line them like up. You're psychologically fucking with each other. Yeah. And so I would recommend play this game with some friends, like a big group of friends. Do not play this game by yourself. Friends you care about. Not just friends yeah. you barely know, because you're going to get fucking angry at each other and you're not going to want to talk to them anymore. Yeah. So that is my recommendation for League of Legumes. League so, Nave, you remember last week when we talked about the mailer feedback? Nah, I don't even remember what we were talking about five minutes ago. Nave? Okay, so <laughs> last week we agreed that we would cancel the podcast if we didn't get mailer feedback. Oh, I actually do remember that. And I'm sorry, the podcast is being canceled. Yeah, this is the last episode. <laughs> or it would be if we didn't receive an email from Jacob C., I'm not going to use his last name because I don't know how he feels about that. I'm glad he didn't force me to believe his last name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Jacob uh, threatened that if we canceled the podcast, he would siski our systems. I don't even know what that means. You were the one that brought it up <laughs> on our last episode. That was a Okay. That was a joke. I'm sorry. I, just, oh, I yeah. thought this was comedy. No. We're playing comedy game here. This is, this is real life. It's not all a joke, Nave. Grow up. <laughs> Anyways, Victor... We have a <laughs> a email. I'm talking to you now, not Nave. <laughs> and he encourages to keep the tangents going and let the conversation ride. So it makes it fun. 
And I think we've done it this episode, don't you think? I think we've accomplished that. I just want to say that you fucking posted in our Google Doc a screenshot just of your phone, and it takes up an entire page, basically, of the Google Doc, where you could... <laughs> is this Look, fucking big fucking screenshot of his phone. I'm a busy guy. <laughs> I don't have time to copy the text, and I want to make sure I got the name. Oh, okay. So, Jacob, we will keep it up. Please, uh, we're not going to cancel us. Don't hack us. Don't hack us. Yeah, please don't DDoS my sister. No DDoS. So, listeners at home, <laughs> if you want your comment read on the air or response, please email us again at gaminggetogetherpod at gmail.com. So, our Twitter is something, our Facebook is something. Yeah, the same old stuff. It's in the description <clears throat> down below. I'm pointing down below right now. <laughs> He's not. And if we don't get replies, no, I'm not going to thread this time. <laughs> I don't want to get hacked. Okay. So, for our next podcast, we are going to be playing Destiny 2. Victor, you play Destiny? I have played it before, but I have not. I don't play it consistently, no. Oh, you ought to get... Oh, do you have an Xbox? X-Bone? I do not have an Xbox. I only have... Well, don't worry. It's cross-platform. Do you have a PC? I do have a PC, luckily. Awesome. Okay, so go out and either buy Game Pass, which will let you play it on your PC, or... Will it? Is it on it PC will. Game Pass? It's on PC Game Pass. I don't know why I looked at my Xbox. <laughs> like it would tell me. To Xbox, tell me! Is it on PC Game Pass, please? I think it's called Cortana, not Xbox. Yeah. How this oh, the other thing. You're probably going to play it since your computer crashed on Discord earlier. We didn't have to disclose that, but that's fine. Yeah, that was very sad. <laughs> but never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's trying her best. And by she, I mean my computer. That's how bad your computer can be. Like, it, his computer can't even run three webcams at the same time, but it runs League of Legends. Come on, guys. Yeah, come on. There's no Get excuse. on League of Legends. <laughs> so I can beat you up mercilessly and then call you a noob and then <laughs> delete the game. Good. And then report you for being toxic. Yeah. Or better yet, have you on my team. That way <laughs> yes. I can trash talk you while you're exactly. on my team. I'll just follow right. you around and not do anything. <laughs> or better yet, Hold have it. you in, in my Discord so I can talk trash live. <laughs> All right, Victor, is there anything you want to say to our audience? Give you a chance to say whatever you want on the air. On the air. This is the no only editing. moment when you can say... This is live. <laughs> this is live. Uncensored. Uh, Do whatever you want. No, I mean, it's been really fun, honestly. Uh, we definitely went on a lot of tangents, but it was a really good time and just kind of got caught with time honestly because i didn't realize how long we've been <laughs> recording and it's been a while but it's been yeah. really fun i think you guys are doing awesome so because i listened to a few of the podcasts before we did this it was actually really captivating so it was really cool so you guys keep all up right. the good work thanks man we were so glad to have you thanks for uh flying all the way down here to our gaming together <laughs> studio uh sure. we are not going to be able to pay for your ticket back so good luck the uh hopefully we'll be able to get together for like uh Dead Space. Dead Space is the main one, uh, but Borderlands also. Um, I think I have a friend for Borderlands 3, but we can do a retrospective on Borderlands 2. Easy peasy. Like, I'm sure you remember every, I'm sure you have dreams about Mad Moxie, right? Oh, you have those sure. Mad Moxie dreams? Where she oh, sure. visits you? Oh, speaking of <laughs> dreams. So, I don't, when you guys were playing League a lot... You're not going to talk about Minecraft, are you? No. So... <laughs> How often do you guys dream about League of Legends? Or you like close your eyes and see the lane with the minions? So it's funny you, you say that. So when I first started playing and I was like really addicted to it, I would whenever, this is no joke actually, like whenever I was like, <clears throat> I wait to lay down to go to sleep, 
I would, I could swear I could hear the little pinging sounds. That's it. (laughs) And I'm like, what What was that? (laughs) Invaders in bot lane. (laughs) I I don't think I had dreams, but I would wake up thinking that I was like, man, did we win that game? And I'm like, what am I thinking about? (laughs) All right. Well, this has been a good time, gaming partners. This has been Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we can play some more games next time. See ya. Adios. Bye. Viva la France. Viva la France. <laughs> Do the clap. I'm ready. You have to count it down, though. Oh. Wait, what if Victor counted it down? Victor, count us down. From when? Like, what number? Whatever number you want, man. All right, 15. Four, I'm just kidding. Three. You need to clap too. <laughs> I need to clap? Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't on, work. On yeah. one or zero? One second. Hold on. Yeah, no rush. You good. Now we're just going to stare at his webcam and see what's going on. Domestic abuse? No. Oh my God. Put the gun down. Put the gun down, Victor. I almost said Philip. All right. All right. I'm back. Just me and you, listener, now. Everyone else is on a pee break. Do you remember? Oh, no. Do you remember? Maybe the whole time. No.